the express podcast um it has been a hot minute since we have done an episode and there's been a lot that definitely has happened that we're going to talk about um i was going to start off by saying this the reason that i guess that we're all getting back together and doing this when there was some time when we were kind of there's just a lot that's been happening as you all can imagine but is because of all the people reaching out on instagram Uh, i got notification from instagram that i had a lot of unread messages on the express because i run a lot of uh different pages and i went and checked them and i looked at some of them and I actually responded to a lot of people uh, and they were asking hey when are you guys going to put on new episodes and um you know i we're still listening and hey i want you guys to talk about this this and this or when are you guys going to finish the book and one really struck me in particular it was from a dad who had reached out and said that him and his son, who plays baseball, I'm not going to release their names or whatever, but they were going um, to Florida for a baseball trip, which reminds me of what we used to do as, as young kids. And um, he was like, we listened to every single one of your episodes of The Express. And he said it was awesome because it was just my son and I in the car and, you know, we got that bonding time and we're able to kind of talk about some things that – you know, maybe they hadn't talked about before or whatever. I don't know exactly what they talked about, but he just said, you know, he was thankful for our platform and, you know, he loved listening to what we had to say and what Dansby had to say and just how, you know, awesome of a group we were. And that really triggered me because of some of the things going on in my life. And I was like, well, let me reach out to the boys and let me see, because I felt like we had this calling to um, continue to speak out it's just obviously there's some logistics that we're gonna have to work out with everything going on but I just want to say a quick thank you to everybody that's been listening um, and just continuing to support us even though we have not really given y'all necessarily a reason to do that in the last over a year and so I just wanted to start out by talking about you know what has kind of been going on during that year so I don't know Dansby I don't know if you the last episode we had was in <laughs> June but we are back of last year and we are back we are back we, we are, are back, back stronger than ever it was that long ago it was that it was, long ago yeah. so literally like a year ago literally a year ago yeah well i mean it was the wildest off season of my life like to date <laughs> like just ups and downs and ins and outs of everything got married um free agency you know no longer in atlanta in chicago uh, grandfather passed, um, like you name it, like it happened, right? Like move cities, uh, bought a new house. Like, I mean, just a lot of, a lot of grown up things. Uh, obviously, you know, people follow me or keep up with, uh, my life and Mallory, you know, just her injury, uh, dealing with, you know, her surgery and, uh, just that whole road to recovery. I mean, dude, it's been like, it's been the most challenging, um, probably last six to eight months that I can remember. Um, you know, and it obviously definitely not complaining about it because it's helped me grow in so many ways that like couldn't even fathom, right? Like just growing up as a man and like really understand what it means to take responsibility, um, you know, for, uh, a family and, uh, just in, in ways that like I asked God to grow me, but 
didn't expect for it to be in this kind of manner, you know? Um, but yeah, I've learned a lot about myself and it's just been, I mean, it's been a whirlwind. Like it's, it's honestly even hard to like sum up in a few short minutes about like just how much life has changed over the last six to eight months. Uh, been challenging, been taxing, uh, but nonetheless like rewarding, you know, at every step. So, um, yeah, definitely grown as a man of faith and in every way possible over the last few months. And, uh, just glad that we're back doing this. Cause it's always like a good outlet. You know, I told my, I was like, yeah, we're going to record an episode. And she was like, good for y'all. Like good for y'all. You know what I mean? Like she knows that we, we love it. We need this. Um, it's good for us, uh, in our own, in our own lives, but it's also good for, you know, people to, uh, learn some things from us and, um, you know, be able to continue to inspire people. True. Yeah. Um, I just want to say too, I know we haven't been the most consistent, but obviously I'll let Mason touch on his big news. And then Dansby just kind of brushed on his big news. And I've been going all over the place the last year too. So just having some grace for ourselves because it has been quite the transitional year for everybody. Everyone's kind of entering into a new season of their life and just trying to get acclimated to what that looks like for each person. And then trying to grow and get back to what we're doing now it's just it has been a whirlwind too like you know what i mean it's like i look back on the last year and i really can't believe it's been a year since we recorded but then also it seems like we recorded not that long ago we were in dansby's basement <laughs> yeah and that's the i think the biggest thing too is just how fast like the year went and that you know when i was looking at it i was looking at because i went back and i listened to the last episode the other day i had some free time and i was in in the truck or whatever. And I was like, let me just go listen. I was, and I was listening to it and just how awesome it was to hear some of the things that we are talking about. And if you're watching on YouTube and you see me and Mitchell looking down, Dansby's down there. Um, we're not being weird. He's literally <laughs> down there, but, um, just some of the things that we were talking about and it was just awesome to hear. And I was like, man, you know, I miss talking to the guys like that. And then I was like, well, let me see how long it's been. And I was like, Oh my gosh, it's been a year. And so much has happened. And like Mitch said, we're all entering into a new series of life. I mean, the express could not have been in a more dire situation over the last year with we were moving man everybody moving on and moving and just doing things you know Dansby got married and then he I, I felt like he got married then you know pops passed and then all like all of a sudden he was on honeymoon and then like boom like it was like Chicago and then boom it was like New Year's and then boom it was um you know my wife and I found out that we were having a, a baby and it was like oh like yeah clap right there a little clap right there but yeah we figured out you know pretty quickly that life is going to change very fast which right. we, you know we're so blessed and i can't and, and what's even crazier about thinking about that now is he could be here in four or five weeks which is in like i remember finding out for the first time and just being like holy cow like i was just so excited to be a dad and so um that happened for us and then obviously dan's like moving to chicago that puts us in a in a little bit of a bind for the express because now we're having to do, we're having to navigate the, the zoom waters or the, you know, just the logistics of, okay, when is his schedule best for us? When does our schedule work? Um, you know, Mitch has got a little different work he's doing right now. And so we're trying to line up his schedule and then I make a transition of where I'm teaching. So some things kind of lined up, but it's just been one heck of a year, man. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of crazy all that has happened, but, I also don't really feel like we 
skip or skipping a beat here. Like I feel right at home coming back and doing this for you guys and, and talking about some of the things, but it's just kind of a lot, but I, I think we need to start, you know, just kind of saying, you know, what are we doing right now? Like, what are we working on right now? And so I think, you know, if you listen to our podcast long enough, we, we talk about ironically consistency. <laughs> um, we talk about what we're doing on our day to day. You know, we always, um, I had a random guy come up to me uh, in the gym um, and he's like, dude, I listened to your podcast, yada, yada, yada. He's like, I started doing your morning routine stuff because it's really helped me. And I was like, oh, dude, that's, that's awesome. And then I was like, you know, that kind of makes you reflect. Are you still doing the things that you thought? Did your morning routine change? So then it's like, we'll start with you, man. Like what, what are some of the stuff that you're working on right now and trying to get better at and just everything going on that you can possibly talk about? Shoot, man. Um, I feel like one of my big things uh, in spring um, that I really put a lot of emphasis on was kind of getting up when the Lord woke me up. Um, And it's obviously easier in spring because every day starts at the same time. Um, You know, every day was starting at, right, I'd get up at, uh, I'd be at the field by like 8 o'clock or something. Um, And so that means I'd usually get up around 6.45 or 7. Uh, But there'd be some days where like, I feel like I just woke up at like 6.15 or 6 o'clock and would just get up and really intentionally spend some time in the mornings, um, you know, with God, like in prayer and uh, just really trying to understand, you know, his purpose for my life better uh, to be able to like understand how to hear his voice better um, and just be able to connect and, you know, build that relationship. Um, so that was something early on in spring or throughout spring and even into the season that I was pretty good with. Um, obviously this season schedules like ever evolving and changing just because different game times, travel times, different time zones, this, that, and the other. And, uh, definitely something that I haven't, uh, kept up, uh, consistency with. Um, and I think, I mean, the biggest thing for me, man, that I've like learned this year, it's been a lot of just like like practical things. And when I say practical, I mean just like straight up like life experience, right? Like unavoidable, uncontrollable things that happen. Like I said, like my wife getting hurt. Um, For everybody that doesn't know, my wife plays soccer uh, for the women's national team and here in Chicago. Uh, She tore a patella tendon in April. So I had surgery on that. And then, I mean, talk about just like uh, in sickness and in health, you know, the the vows you take. Got right into Um, it. You got right into it, Hot bro. Jump. And uh, and I feel like a lot of it has just been like, like this, like this practical mentality of like being a servant, right? Like serving my wife and making sure that she's taken care of uh, every step of the way, um, literally every step of the way. And um, I think that's kind of I've learned a lot and really kind of I feel like for me have. Like that has been such a big uh, growth point for me this year. Um, And then I also kind of like looked deeper into myself about like things that I was struggling with, Um, you know, when it comes to just like, oh man, like just any of like sinful ways, right? And really trying to understand where that comes from. Um, And, you know, kind of taking like, proactive steps to be better in those regards. Right. And just kind of like 
allow myself to be a better man, you know, and that allows me to be a better husband. It allows me to, uh, be a better friend, teammate, and just kind of brings a lot of clarity to my, to my head. So I've been doing, um, you know, reading through a book, uh, in regards to that. Um, and yeah, I mean, obviously the baseball part, that's, that's, that's a huge piece of this too, but, given. um, you know, personally, I think that, you know, just in relatable ways, like, Personally, like those things have, have been uh, just the stuff that I think is easy easy to share. I have a question for you. You've talked about for it. For me or for Mace? So you, Dansby. Um, you've talked on here too before and just knowing you, like how routine-oriented you like to be to set up kind of your day-to-day and stuff. And then just being with the Braves, I mean – the entire time throughout your major league career how was it like or how is it going in terms of like figuring out that new routine for yourself at a different place you know being from Atlanta you kind of had to lay of the land but being at a brand new place like you said you y'all play a lot of day games so like trying to adjust to not only a new place but new times new and people new people yeah how like how has that adjustment been um Bro, I, I'll tell you, spring training was not fun. Like, spring training was really hard for me. Um, I think just, obviously, Arizona spring is different than Florida spring. It's a lot busier. Everything's super close. So, like, you're always in the know, which kind of made me even more so appreciate Florida spring. Because, you know, people always hear, like, Arizona spring, this, that, and the other. Arizona spring, in terms of, like, the baseball itself is awesome. Like the facilities are, are really, really nice. Um, the, the surfaces that you play on are super nice. Uh, it's obviously nice being able to drive like 20 minutes down the road to your away game instead of an hour, um, which is usually like the closest trip in Florida. Uh, so that part was nice, but like new teammates, right? New staff, new schedule of like how they run spring training. Like that's new. Um, just there was so much newness and Mitch, like you said, like I struggle, I really struggle like being out of routine. And so when there's so much new in my life, man, it like makes me really anxious all the time. So I really struggled, um, through that, uh, during spring, but luckily we had a, a weekly, like, uh, Arizona spring chapel, which is nice. So we had a bunch of guys that would get together from a bunch of different teams uh, and we'd meet and like a lot of the stuff that we'd go over was about anxiety. And, um, so just really went through that, uh, this spring. And I think that's what really led me to spending like that good time in the morning, just trying to have God like reveal to me why, why I was struggling so much with change. Um, you know, and so obviously that was, that was challenging. Uh, and even honestly, the first couple of months was really challenging just because they said new city, new team. Right. And just like new setup. And then all of a sudden, like I said, like wife gets hurt. She has surgery. Next thing you know, like she literally can't do anything unless if I'm there with her. And just like even that transition, um, you know, in baseball became very much secondary uh, in that regard. And so, I mean, like I said, I didn't really feel like I found like my footing until like the last maybe like month or so. Um, and it's funny how that works. Like finally got, I feel like I was like, all right, like starting to cruise along here. And then I bruised my heel a couple weeks ago. And 
So I've been on the shelf for right. like a week and a half, um, two weeks. You and Mal, you got to have uh, a third person there. Oh my gosh, man. So like as soon as I felt like I was figuring it out, like figure it out again, you know. But I think that, man, during this time, I think the way that I've, that we've really tried to look at it is like God is so good, right? And God's so faithful. And just during these times, like it allows us to lean into him more. Um, and I think that, you know, it's just something that we're always taught to be thankful um, because God is so brilliant in ways that he can use situations for good. Because um, I think so many times people say, why did, why does God let these things happen? And I, and I think that that's not necessarily the right question to ask. To me, it's always about like God's response, you know, and I just feel like there's so many amazing, beautiful things that he does like in this scenario that we've caught ourselves in, um, you know, where it feels like nothing can go right. I just like continue to like let God do his thing because like I said, he's just so, so wise and brilliant and can like use all these little intricacies to get you to a certain point that you never would have been able to get to unless if you know, these other things happened. It's not that he makes the bad things happen, but he knows how to turn good from bad. Um, and I think we've put a lot of faith in, in that. So. Who, uh, what, what years was old ball coach with the Braves? What was his last year? About when was the last time David Ross, David Ross with the Braves, with the Braves. Oh, he was, he was in Atlanta. Was that like 2010? No, no, no. It was before that, right? Or probably around there. Probably around there. Oh, so he wasn't there at all when you got there. No, no, no. How was he? Uh, did you feel like more comfortable knowing that going to Chicago, like you were dealing with a guy who's kind of like, did y'all bond well? Or I always wonder that, like, when you went to, like, not that I, I mean. Not that he's a, a Braves, Braves guy, but, you know, I felt like, I don't know, maybe I felt like that because I was a fan and used to watch him and like watching it. I don't know. But was he pretty, like, who were the guys that kind of helped you with that transition, I guess, was my question. That, I mean, honestly, part of that's tough because you got to, like, in a way, and y'all know me, like, y'all were assuming I was also asking for help. You know what I mean? Like, he, I feel like he would, he would at times, like he would check in, see how I was doing. Um, but that's also under the assumption that, I'm, that I would like outwardly speak about how I was struggling with being in, you know what I'm saying? Like being in a new place. Cause like last thing you're going to do is when you're around new teammates, be like, man, this is so hard for me. Like, yeah. but I, but I think like, uh, there, I mean, the fact that I feel like there was a lot of new additions to the Cubs this off season. So it wasn't like. You're not the lone man out. Yeah. No, I was just saying more of like. No doubt. Uh, you know, like guys welcoming you into the locker room or something like that, or just you know guys just like checking in upon you, not necessarily saying that you needed it or wanted it or whatever, but you know, there's those solid locker room guys that just, hey man, you know, welcome in, whatever, and you know, like if someone new were to come to Atlanta, I'm sure you would walk up to them, and be like, hey man, nice to have you. Yeah, but. Etc. No doubt, but the thing that you gotta realize too, and this I'm not saying this in any type of like jerkish way, is like, but at the same time, like I was brought in to be that guy. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I understand. So, like, me and Ian Hap had had a relationship before, just because we were same draft class, 
Um, and then me and Nico have obviously been building like a, a relationship and like a, a chemistry uh, together as well. So I would say like those two guys, because they like they were kind of like more or less like the core pieces before I got brought in. Um, so I think that those were like the two that were like easy to kind of like Match with. latch onto with. Um, but yeah, I mean it's I mean it's it's definitely been an interesting transition, right? Like things are different everywhere you go, um, and I think the beauty for me is like being able to have some say so in terms of like how the culture gets built and like what like what's important you know what i'm saying and so um i mean it's been good it's been a challenge and i'm like really looking forward to what everything else has in store um but kind of like one of those things too where i challenge myself is to like if i have questions or thoughts about how i want cubs culture to look like to like pray on it, you know what I mean? Like go to the go to the one who has all the answers, right? And just allow him to lead because we truly felt like we were put here, right? Like God wanted us here. So it's like if I have questions about things while I'm here, like why wouldn't I ask the one that put me? You know what I'm saying? Like why wouldn't I ask the one that put me here? So and maybe and maybe one day we'll break down the well, one day we will. We'll break down the entire free agency landscape and why I am currently here. Like we can go over that at some point too. <laughs> we'll save that. Yeah. We'll, we'll do that in like eight years or nine <laughs> years when you've decided that can be the, the bombshell. Yeah. We'll be like, all right, uh, we've been waiting a decade for this conversation. Let's go ahead and talk about it. Mitch, what you've been doing, man, or what, what you've been working on, I guess. I think that's where we were. Yeah, man. Uh, started some, some new gigs with work. Um, that, has me i think we're talking routines that has so, yeah just talking about like okay what are you yeah, working yeah, yeah, on yeah, yeah. Just, so it doesn't have to be work <laughs> working on myself every day <laughs> uh really just like we've always talked about just at least that one percent better every day um and just trying to stick to that man just work on like these relationships that's why i'm super stoked that we're like doing this again because i think that this always just brings us closer together and allows us to have these conversations that we have all the time but obviously with everything that's been going on now we can like set some time aside to actually like have these conversations together um so yeah man just been chilling with the family um working trying to get better still in the gym trying to start running that's a thing that's going yeah, I mean, slowly that's all it is uh, running it's just i don't know man i feel like running is one of those things like once you get in the groove of it like i hate to say this like everyone you know when you start running runners are like oh yeah you'll get this like runner high and ain't i really hate yet. to say this but it is true it ain't happened yet yeah it's just <laughs> it's just so weird how that happens but it <laughs> ain't happened yet ain't so way, to get to that. you gotta learn to, you gotta learn your pace that's what it it's is slow Slow. That's fine. It's a slow burn. You're talking to me. I understand. I'm moving just as slow as you are. <laughs> but um, no, nah, man. But yeah, it's just been good. Just uh, again, like starting some new jobs. So that whole transition, trying to again learn my new routine with like going into an office more and like not having quite as much free time as I as I had previously, where I could go work out kind of whenever I wanted to. Um, trying to just incorporate that in my morning routine and just making sure I'm up and getting that work in uh 
you know, early and just kind of setting the day up that way. Um, but yeah, man. Just... Hey, Mitch, it's, you know, it's funny that you say all this because you asked me about like what it looks like, like I'm a structured person and then I get a lot of change and like, how does that affect my structure? And I feel like you kind of did like the opposite. Like it went from being able to kind of like make your own structure to things being more like structured for you. Definitely. How that transition been? Definitely pros and cons. I, I, <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I did like the freedom that I had uh, previously, but it allowed me to kind of make some excuses and why I didn't do certain things or like, I can just do that later. Or like now it's like, you know, I have somewhere to be. I need to make sure I get this done before I get there. And I got to put in the work while I'm there. And then like coming home and then now I'm having that like again going back to like relationships and trying to like don't have as much time with Emily and like or with y'all because I'm driving an hour to and from work every day so that just like cuts into a lot of that time so trying to be like very um very like uh what's the word trying to value your time efficient efficient with your time yeah 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 well time is very valuable I mean it's it's just there's just not enough no but it, it's just figuring out the um like what you deem important to use that time for mm. the priorities and figuring out okay now i'm in the office from nine to five whatever nine to six nine to six thirty whatever it may be when i get back it's like all right what are my priorities now because finished work now what whether it's Spending time with Emily, going out to eat with Mace, going out to eat with my family. Little pickleball. Little pickleball. We've been big into pickleball oh. lately. Uh, if you're in the if you're in the west if you're in the west Cobb area and you want any come, smoke, come see us. You can come see us. We're nice. Uh, just, that don't surprise me at all. Just DM <laughs> us. We will smoke is available at all times. Um, but yeah, no, I, I definitely think. I mean, shoot, talk about time management your boy the having a child um the time is going yeah. is going to be a little different uh, in, in a very very good way um and i look forward to that but that was a big part of what i've been going through the last year because when i figured out you know lex and i were having a uh a baby and then figured out it, it was a boy which it didn't really matter if it was a boy or girl very excited to have a son but um yeah, very excited to have a son. But um, they, uh, it's just like, I think you learn real quick what you value and what your like goals are. Like, there is nothing more that I want to do than be a hands-on dad. You know what I mean? Like, there, and I just think that I just want to be the best father that I can possibly be. And all a lot of the boys are having, um, not not doing that for you yeah, but yeah. <laughs> a lot of the boys in our friend group are having kids around this time so it's kind of cool to like you talked about we're entering into a different stage of life like we are you know we can't hang out on a thursday night at 9 p.m you know like when we think about like when we're trying to schedule when we're gonna work out or whatever like whatever play pickleball mm-hmm. it revolves around what time the dads are putting the kids to bed like it's so funny how it's shifted so quickly for the whole the whole crew Um, which is awesome to see, but it's just one of those things like time is so valuable. And so when I was able to accept this new position, uh, at the high school that I'm at, 
that is like it just freed up so much of my time because now I'm able to do a little bit of stuff that's outside of school, inside of school, and teach kids how to do it and just have time to honestly create and do stuff like that, which there was also a time period last year where I thought about leaving education mm-hmm. and thought about taking this photography, uh, videography, podcast 100% and deep diving into it. And um, it's just been a lot that's that's been going on. But a lot. it's a, it's been a heck of a year. Um, transition subjects yes. real quick before we start wrapping it up. Um, so to transition, um, one of the things that you all had asked about on Instagram and, uh, some YouTube is just for us to continue to talk a little bit of, uh, kind of like local sports of what we're passionate about and we will do that. And so first thing I think, I think, and we're going to do this in different ways. Turn into a two hour long podcast. No, we're going to keep it. We're going to keep, we're going to value our time. We're going to keep it. Yeah. Well, the, it, Falcon season hasn't started yet. I but don't want to get, get too get upset. Um, but let's talk about it, boys. Where, where are we? Where are we thinking? Falcons right now. They're going to win the division. Realistically. Realistically. I think. Realistically, I think that best case scenario is they're twelve and five, and the most realistic is at ten and seven. And the reason I. <laughs> The reason, the reason I say all this is because if you actually look at the last two years and the roster that they had put together, the fact that they went 7-10 and 10 is incredibly impressive. And a lot of those, Agreed. last year, a lot of those losses one score were still like within one score. Competitive with, losses. With a horrible quarterback. And, like, and I'm not trying whoa, to... Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I'm not trying to talk bad about Marcus because I think Marcus is a great dude. But like realistically, like... He's, I think Desmond Rivers is way better than him, way more arm talent, um, and I think that that he's got a lot of like confidence that is going to help. That's going to like interject some of his like winning ways because realistically, like I mean, the kid's like been a winner and a leader, and like the physical ability, he may not be as good as some of like you know like the top five guys in the league, but I think he's got such a charisma about him that like, and they surrounded him with such good, like skill players. And even just like finally put a defense together, that they'll be, that they'll be able to like actually win these games that they're, that they've been so accustomed to. You don't just, think like, there, you don't think there's going to be any, play. you don't think there's going to be any sort of like chemistry building with all these new players, like the first few games. Well, I think, the beauty for him is having some of the familiarity, obviously with, with Drake London. Um, I think that's going to help. And then they just have, well, they have so many, like almost like you hate, I hate to say it this way. Cause it's just like the new cliche, but like the positionless guys, you know what I'm saying? Like they're going to, Arthur's going to scheme the hell out of it. And they're just going to, he just realistic. If he can just make right reads and what about the whole team going to eat. Sorry, I was more alluding to our defense. Mm. That, 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 one, that one I do have some <laughs> concerns with. And that's kind of where I was getting at it in terms so, of all the communication that goes on on defense, and there's so many new players, some on. studs. but I got a question now. Are you, are you cool with them taking the, uh, the running back first in the first round? <laughs> yeah. I, like, honestly, I, I – I, that was my preference. 
if I'm really? being honest. Because I'll go on record. From what I've, I'm putting it on record. From what I've uh, okay. seen okay. from them and heard from Sense them, is they've been, no, they've been no need a character, right? And they felt that he was the best player available at that pick, and he was the highest character guy, and so they went with him. Now, I also think that the argument is people say, why would you take a running back that high? From what I've also heard and seen, is like they literally are going to put him everywhere. I he's my preference, Bijan, my preference, mm-hmm. because Reasons. they like he was the best player available, and they don't see him as just a running back. Like right. they fully want him to play everywhere. So, and one thing we have learned from Terry and Arthur is they're going to take that best player available, whether it's what the fans want or not. Transition. Well, my thing is Mason's. like, what what would they have done? You know, you see what I'm saying? Well, what would they? I mean, here's the thing. I mean, but the, I mean, my whole argument was defense, but they addressed that in the free agency. So I kind of they did, but I don't know. Okay, so on on the record, I was upset. I'd voice some opinions on Twitter. I, I'm 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 upset about it because I wanted like a defensive stud. Mm-hmm. I, I felt like we needed a motor coming off the edge. Like, I felt like we needed something to help us on the back end. You know what I mean? Like, I mm-hmm. felt like if we could win the battle in the trenches defensively, we've ha- I, I just feel like we haven't had a consistent pass rush. Since my boy John Abraham. Correct. But, the, you know, and so I was like, okay, like, I get we've added pieces, and I knew we were going to add more and this, that, and the other, but I just wanted a dog. Maybe an actual dog Man, to come dogs. off to come off the edge to put some pressure on him because I felt like we were okay at the running back position. Um, I felt like the running back is now like we're going to do a lot of swing passes. We're going to give you little touches, and you know he had a great year last year. He broke the rookie rushing record, did he not? Tyler Yeah. yeah. And so my thing was okay. Well, you're not going to have to pay him. He's he's in a. Was he? Yeah, he's a rookie contract. Fifth, round, fifth so rounder. That's what I'm saying. Like you got a diamond in the rough. You spent an extra couple points on Madden. You found this guy. You drafted him. You know, you got a good round pick out of him, and he kind of transitioned to something. I was like, all right, let's take something off the edge. But then I did some research, and I understand mm, this guy's a high caliber <laughs> back. I think I'm taking Bijan in the first round of the fantasy draft. It's possible, okay, but like, let me hear your research. Let me hear your research. Go ahead. My research. It wasn't really like. I wasn't diving into like statistics. You know, I'm not a stats guy. I I don't I don't believe in. I, I even hate the combine. I don't think it serves any purpose at all. Uh, people will argue. Well, no, you can see a dude's forty time, and you might be able to pick him in the sixth round. I don't care. Put the tape on. Like I I'm a true believer that the big eye in the sky does not lie. And so I went back and I started watching some game tape, and watching. You know, they played Bama this year and some other games and. I was just watching his like explosiveness through the hole and his first step and his reads and how what he does out of the backfield and stuff like that. And I was like, all right, I'm not saying I wouldn't have liked an edge rusher, but at least we know. Because if you think about it, like a lot of premier offenses have like that back that can kind of do it all. You know, he can catch one mm-hmm. outside. And that's, I think that's a big part of offense now. Pa-pa. <laughs> I think that's a big part of offensive now is they can throw him on a swing or whatever, and or he could be a late check down, 
and the defense is flooded back into a certain coverage, and all of a sudden you get the ball in the hands of and that's the thing your too, best player, and he makes something happen. Without Jir, it's just going to be fresh legs after fresh legs, and you still got CP you can throw back there. True, and I also really like the thing about Ritter, and you all know I've been on this boat for a long time. you, you got to have a quarterback that can extend the play. You got to have a quarterback that can extend a play. Again, I'm on record talking a lot of trash about CJ Stroud. About he's got to run. He's got to run. And I told Mitchell right before the Georgia game, I said, if CJ doesn't run for 70 yards, we don't have a chance. He had 77. He did. He did. And, and we had a chance. And we had a chance. It's just. What a great day. Tight, tight <laughs> hip coming around the corner, pulled it. it what, a way a tough to rain, day. what a way to rain, bring in the new year. Disgusting. It was a tough day for me. <laughs> Tough day. Right. But anyways, yeah, so I think that the Falcons have a, have a good shot. But You ready for you want me to go in? Y'all y'all been asking for it, huh? Y'all ready for me to go in? Yeah, you're gonna hit Let's that water it. one more time. <laughs> I think the Falcons are gonna go fifteen and two. That was crazy. He came he out said, twelve and he five. Said 12 and five. Bro. I was I was, I was hoping he was gonna say ten. 10, <laughs> ten and seven. I'm cool. Wait, get catch the division dub, home playoff game. So this is what I, this is what I'm gonna say, and and I don't want to be talking too crazy like out of my ass, but low key already off to from some start. statistics and stuff that I saw, and I'd have to like I don't fully understand like football analytics. Yeah, I didn't like when you said what research. And obviously, I'm a we're not current like professional player, so I'm not a huge like diehard into the analytics realm. But one thing that I have seen is that like. Tyler Algier was obviously awesome for the Falcons this year. I love his production. I love his, like, style of running. But they were basically doing this deep dive, and essentially, like, what he did, like, was expected based on the offensive line that was put together. And what their what the argument was was now put a more of, like, a generational talent behind that and see how much better it can get. Like, that was, to me, kind of like the whole argument was Tyler Algier did what he was supposed to based on what was put in front of him, essentially. And they're like, okay, now couple that with a first-round talent. And I'm telling you, they're going to line him up out wide. They're they're both going to be on the same field a lot together, I have a feeling. And then when I think about, like, the defensive, you know, like, need somebody that coming off the edge, man, like – in the la- in in our twenty years of being Falcons fans, like there's only two people or two times I could think of when we had a legitimate pass rush, and I think it's it's a much more of like a foundational principle than it is like we need to find that one guy because I think what you're seeing what they're trying to do is you get a guy in Nielsen to come in who has been successful at building a culture on defense you know like he did with New Orleans and like has a prototype of player that he wants to build like finally you get some like actual identity on defense and it's like okay we're gonna fill the depth with these veteran guys and that's gonna make Epichetti who has a chance to be pretty good it's gonna make him better hopefully uh your boy from Ohio State Zach Zach Harrison right he can like reach a little bit more of his yep. potential. And then you couple that with Grady uh, Onyemata, who they got on the inside. Like 
they, I have a, like, from talking to Terry some, they really feel that uh, bolstering the inside presence yeah. with Grady, Anyamata, Taquan Graham, like, bolstering that will actually help the pass rush because they'll have a lot more. And I think, it'll be a lot more pressure because there'll be more more one-on-one battles to be yeah, had instead of I it being think, just like I always just felt like we were like light up front. You know what I'm saying? So Well, I'll even I'm done. I'll even add to that the moves they made with the secondary is gonna help the pass rush as yeah, well. It should. They got some dogs back there now. Yeah, I picked up another buckeye. He's got a little history, mm, but God. But he's got the potential to be a dog. He does. He does have potential to be a dog, and that—that's the thing about it is, when you start, it, it's exciting, I guess, to be a Falcons fan this year because it's kind of like, it's we've almost at, like a new wave. Trenches, yeah, it's almost like a, a new wave of Falcons since the Super Bowl mishap, which we won't speak about. But they're, um, you know, it's—it's it's very interesting, I guess, and you know, we'll keep you guys updated as the season definitely goes on because I hope Dansby's. Prediction does come true of the twelve and 12 five. And five would whoa, be. whoa, 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 whoa! I said, I said, best case scenario was twelve and five. So what's your allegedly, prediction? Allegedly. So what's the prediction? Ten and seven. We all agreed on that. My official prediction. Yeah. Is ten and seven. And we're this is recorded. We will be reviewing. Yeah. Well, all all right, what are y'all saying? Like, are, are we all agreeing on the same thing? I mean, we said, ten and, we said ten and seven. I said, I, we said I, it first. Yeah, I, said it, I said it the first. I originally was thinking ten and seven, just because of what you said. Like we had a couple of those losses last year that you felt like slipped away. I mean, look at the Vikings last year. I felt like the the Vikings just kept stacking W's, and all of a sudden, here's Kurt. Like, didn't they have a negative point differential too? Yes. Yeah, bro. they it, were they were like the worst <laughs> ten and three team I've ever seen. Like at one point. It's kind of, and then you think about the year we went to the Super Bowl. I felt like we picked up a couple W's that were like, like we played away at Chicago the first week that year, and we won on the final game. I think we dove and knocked the pylon over. Like we just kept picking up like little victories, and I think that, like, you know, how it is when you're making a run. Like the ball's got to bounce your way, and sometimes it just it just does, and sometimes like last year it just doesn't. And I will say, well, it also bounces your way more often when you have better players. That's just how it works. I'm telling well, you, yeah, like, because you just do things right more often, and balls. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's yeah. just my firm belief. Yeah. So we'll keep you guys updated. I guess the official uh, Express podcast. Uh, uh, what's it called? Prediction is twelve or Prediction ten and seven. Segment. Ten and seven. Ten and seven division title. You think ten and seven wins the division? I, I think ten and seven definitely wins the division. Hmm. How do you think Drew Brees or Drew Brees? Sorry about that. That's on me. Derek Carr. How do you think Derek Carr is going to be uh, at the Saints? I mean, is he like? It's still Derek Carr, bro. I think he's a good player, Tough but take. he's not like a. He's, I mean, he's straight. He's a good player. Yeah. He's, he, but, I, I mean, pe- like, it's not like. So you think he's going to be good pe- or not? It, <laughs> I mean, he's going to be fine. Like, he's going to be a he's gonna be a, a slightly above average quarterback. Like, he's always been. Right. With no Devontae Adams. That's true. And Michael Thomas might stub his toe and be out. <sighs> yeah. So, he. I drafted him in fantasy last year. It was a high-risk, high-reward kind of pick. Yeah, I mean, it didn't, it did, the reward was not there. Sometimes you really can't guard Mike, but <laughs> I did. I did make it to the ship, regardless of the Mike T pick. But, that's that's a good year. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll we'll move on from that. But 
I think Falcons are looking up, and we're excited for that. But I guess the the to kind of wrap up the the this return episode here, uh, future of the pod. So obviously we're gonna try to do things um, a little differently. We're gonna try to make it to where it's available for everybody, and it can be as good as we want it to be, and as legitimate as we want it to be. And uh, we ask for patience and grace and kindness as we figure it out because it is going to be a um, a little learning curve, nothing we can't handle, but just something that's going to be a little little bit different as we move forward. And uh, I think we're going to start with uh, finishing the book. And so we got two chapters left. We had both or we'd all already read the book, but we're going to reread it. Um, those last two chapters, and then we're going to finish that up. And you know, the the book we're doing. Uh, becoming a king and um really finished on with that and then we're going to decide what kind of format that we want to do moving forward and how we want to discuss and some get some potential guests uh word on the street is evan ingram wants to come back on the show boys and um Easy. so does uh Kenyon wait evan ingram wants to come back you mean Kenyon wants to come back on oh evan, i'm sorry evan, Kenyon, wa- evan, evan wants, wants to come, come on Kenyon wants to come, Kenyon Kenyon wants to come, come back. back on so um Dope. yeah we've been talking about that and you know evan just got paid yeah so kudos boys to him. nice boys nice the boys nice uh kenyon's a free agent right now uh just had a baby girl congrats to him hey shout out congrats, shout out congrats. Drizzy. did he shout out Kenyon. yeah shout out um so we'll be moving on for that and just seeing so uh, any final thoughts here boys no i'm no, just excited for the future of it man i think yeah, we man. um obviously i think like i said life just is throwing so much stuff at us and like being able to consistently get a format that we like want to do and i mean we're realistically man like my parents were asking me about like oh who do you keep up with i'm like man during the season i'll keep up with nobody so it's (laughs) like it's actually a good thing to be able to just take some time just like catch up because like thing anything that's going on in y'all's life like anything that's going on in mine like we deserve the respect for like each party to know about it you know what i mean i feel like this is just such a good outlet for us to do do some of that and uh just stay in tune with one another because, I mean, nothing obviously changes. Like, no. whether we talk once a year or whatever, it's still the same conversations. But just still being able to same. stay close in community is, is nice. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I guess just to kind of wrap it up, we appreciate you guys as always. And uh, we'll look forward to the next episode. Go ahead and send us out with a little year. <laughs> See you on the next one.